Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 746 for October 5th, 2022. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is photographer Antonio Rosario. Now, Antonio bills himself as a full-time unemployed photographer, part-time semi-employed videographer, and photography instructor and a volunteer bi-monthly podcaster. He also put out a tweet where he begged podcasters, he said, podcasters, please interview me about the new iPhone uh, 14 Pro cameras. So I answered the call to all podcasters and I welcome Antonio Rosario to the show. Hi, Allison. Thanks for having me and thanks for answering my call. <laughs> <laughs> your, your, email said, your email said, what? Okay, I'll bite. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I had to. I had to see what what it was was so uh, burning about your desire to talk about it, and it's an angle I don't think anybody will be expecting. Oh well, oh, yeah, I, that's probably true. And um, actually, I was I wasn't really expecting anybody to take the call, which was kind of oh. funny. Yeah, I just I just put it out there, and I didn't I didn't know. I was hoping someone would take the call. You know, someone would like uh, want to talk to me about the new iPhone and uh, some stuff about it. Not so much technical initially, but 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 some feelings I have about it. And so I'm really glad that uh, I'm glad that you uh, picked up the hint that I wanted to talk about it. So when you think about the iPhone 14 Pro, where where is your head in, about this now? Well, what's been going on is that. I watch, you know, I've been watching a lot of review videos uh, on the iPhone 14 Pro. And I do that all the time because I'm sort of addicted to YouTube. And so I'm watching all these gear videos and review videos and it comes out and people are talking about it and whatnot. And um, I listened to actually what prompted my my tweet. If I can go into the story a little bit, would that be okay? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was listening to or watching actually a YouTube video from a, photographer whose name is Hugh Brownstone. Uh, he has this website, uh, uh, three blind men and an elephant. And, okay. uh, yeah, uh, I don't know if you heard of him or you watched him before, but, uh, he's, uh, he's, he's really presents himself really well, but he was talking about, um, trying to make this short as possible, but, uh, talking about a family vacation that, uh, he was recently going on to the Jersey coast and, and, uh, sort of lamenting about the equipment that he would bring and and what his wife would bring. His wife is a photographer and talking about his iPhone and and maybe a Leica and his wife was going to bring a Sony and whatnot. And uh, somehow towards the end, uh, he was reminiscing about a previous family vacation uh, where he, um, I don't think, brought... Um, he brought his cameras with him, but he, had, uh, he also had his family with him as... Uh, sister-in-law i believe and his brother-in-law or his sister and his brother-in-law i can't remember the relation but he had not taken pictures of them his and his wife did not take pictures of him and then and he lost his brother-in-law during uh, covid and mm. so the it was a very solemn kind of discussion about but the lamenting of not having taken that opportunity to take pictures of of his loved one and it struck me because i've been sort of heavy on the uh, gear, technical specs, which I always like to listen to every year a new iPhone comes out. When uh, I like listening to what people talk about. And then this was sort of the opposite side of it, about like the um, uh, how how much the it, it didn't mean what the camera was. It didn't mean what kind of equipment it was. It was like, oh, he had missed this opportunity. And I just like, I just had this moment of being really fed up with listening to people talk about the tech specs and stuff like that. And, and realized that I wanted to talk about this other aspect of having this um, amazing device in our hands. Uh, and so that was where the call came from. That was sort of the, 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 the momentary emotional burst, which is what Twitter seems to be sometimes <laughs> thrives on. Yeah. It's a place where you just suddenly like, yell out something uh in that's on my mind uh hugh's video is interesting because he like you say he does go through he describes every camera that he has and and he's going through the specs of this one is the, the, what this one can do and this one's full frame and this one has these interchangeable lenses and what and the glass on this one and this one's really fun to pick up and everything but where he ended up was about the photos that weren't taken it wasn't about the gear in the end yeah i i resonate with that 
a lot uh, lately. Um, and you may have known this, not but uh, recently just lost my wife um, in June yeah. to ovarian yeah. cancer. And uh, I've been going through uh, photos of her have been popping up on my iPhone, as does the software do uh, on its mm-hmm. own. Uh, and also been trying to find photographs of her as well for my own self and uh, for future uh, uh, memorial and whatnot. And I, it really uh, had just occurred to me how much of um, how, how important this device is and how important uh, as a, um, as a tool to, to access this, um, you know, access these memories uh, that um, I have and, and want to keep forever because suddenly they become very precious to me and it's almost so like, it's not about the f-stop you know it's not and uh, it's not about the f-stop it's not about the megapixels it's not about anything and um i wanted to sort of relate how i've been experiencing uh using the uh, using a phone let's say a phone camera uh as it is and i don't i i stopped thinking of this as a phone i mean i i, <laughs> I don't even i mean i don't know about you but i barely talk it, on the phone. It's it's a camera that can make phone calls, but why would you, in fact, you really hope it never does that. Right. <laughs> I'm, always saying, I'm always telling people, don't call me, you know, text me and I'll, I'll, I'll FaceTime you or something like that. I, I, I prefer, you know, seeing people and whatnot. But I, um, I started thinking of the, the, the phone camera as sort of a conduit between, um, you know, what I'm trying to, uh, capture and what I'm trying to remember. Um, and, uh, I, I was not seeing any of this in, in people talking about it. And of course, you know, I don't really begrudge people to talk about the tax and, and whatnot and making YouTube videos and them. I and that's their job from what I can see. And that's fun. And it is fun. It is fun. It I'm, is fun. I'm, you know, if you look at my room <laughs> full of gadgets <laughs> and stuff, I'm, right. I'm all for that stuff. And I do think that people are sort of forgetting are beginning to forget what um, this whole thing is, is for and what it's about. And uh, I, I really wanted to just, you know, I wanted to have someone talk to me about this. You know? And I'm, <laughs> I'm glad it's you because I have a feeling that uh, in some way you can resonate as well uh, with this, but um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of where it was coming from. Right. So when you think about the, the phone or uh, let's just call it camera. Camera. Because it could yeah. be the phone, it could be your digital SLR, it could be your full frame, it doesn't even matter at this point. When you think about it, is there some kind of analogy that you think about of what the, the camera actually means to you? Yeah, I, I think of it like I was I was thinking about this when I wanted to talk to you when, you when you reached out and I was like, how do I equate this to the world? And I thought about it, thinking about it as like a car, right? And um so you got a camera, you got a car, you got a car, right? And um, the car serves different purposes. First of all, you buy a car probably because you like the way it looks and you go and you sit in it and you say, well, it feels fine. And I, I can reach the dials and I can do all this stuff. And it's not perfect, right? Because someone else, someone else designed it. You didn't design the car. Someone else did. So you sort of fit yourself to the car. So that's, um, I think about that in terms of like, you know, well, if you're buying a camera phone or a phone, you're, you're buying something that fits you, but it's not quite you. You're, you're sort of, you need to conform to it a little bit, but that's fine. Cause we do that with everything. Unless you're, you know, 3d printing. Unless you invent your own stuff. <laughs> right. You're, yeah. So what's the purpose of the car? Well, the purpose of the car is to use it to go places. You go shopping, use it for work. You go on vacation. Sometimes you drive the car just cause you want to drive the car. That's fun. You go and visit people and, you know, this is that sort of the story about the destination and, you know, what's important, the, the, the journey or the is destination. The <laughs> uh, I like to twist that around a little bit because so you use the car, you might use it to go to work. Right. And, um, you know, to go back to the phone, like you might use your phone, your, your, your uh, iPhone for work as well. And you might use it for shopping, like just like you would go in your car and do some shopping. But you also use your car to go to a family gathering or to go see a friend or you know go on a trip or grandchildren or grandchildren exactly uh or or anything and and at that point the car sort of falls into the background it becomes the tool that you use to get to this place and when you know you have a great visit with your grandchildren 
you're not remembering necessarily how well the car did. You might, if it's a rainy thing, you know, there might be kind of things, but, but ultimately the memories you know, on the scale of remembering, it's not so much the, you know, the drive to your, your grandchildren. It's the visit with your grandchildren. Right. And so right I, now, if you're driving to big Sur, it might be about the drive. Right. It might be about that's the drive. a gorgeous drive. Exactly. That might be, but, but most of the time it's, it's, you're, you're trying to complete an objective and you want to get there comfortably and, right. you know, enjoy the podcast as you're listening and, you know, it's, arrive safely would be important, but it's really about where you're going. It's about where you're going. And, and again, that's that journey destination discussion. And, uh, in this case, I think the the analogy is, is it works well because you know we have this device, we have this phone, uh, we pick it because we like it, we pick the color that we like. Again, it's we have to work with the interface because that's what someone else designed. But we you know we we conform to it, and ultimately we use it to you know take pictures of receipts and record places we've been and take things for insurance. But then you know we take pictures of our family and our friends and suddenly the camera or the device sort of falls into the background. And what ends up becoming important is that, is that end result is the, is the photograph that you have that is in your library on your phone that you dig up, you know, three months later when your iPhone says, Oh, here's a memory for you. And you're like, Oh yeah, look at that. And, and suddenly you're not thinking about, Oh, well that was so good that I had a purple iPhone with, you know, this, <laughs> this armor case on it. And I was able to do HDR with it. Like none of that matters. And how many lenses it had or. None yeah, of that you're matters. right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Cause all you do is then think about that important moment. And ever since, I don't know when, I mean, when the, when the first iPhone came out was 2007, I think, you know, I think so. Yeah. And, and it, it's, it's been improving every year, just as all things do, or at least try to do. Um, and, uh, the, the quality of the photography gets better so that the pictures get better and your, your memory becomes a little bit, you know, clearer when you're looking at these things, but ultimately like, it doesn't matter because if I go back and look at pictures that I shot, if I can find them, I found a couple of them, like with an iPhone uh, I think earliest pictures I can find are iPhone version four. I don't know where my earlier pictures are, which is not good, but um, like, I don't even think about, Oh, well that was a X amount of megapixel grainy kind of phone camera thing. I was like, Oh, I remember that day or, Oh, I remember her, this person. And who is that? You know, mm -hmm. like none of the, none of the technical stuff kicks in uh, at all. And I, I just want people to sort of, I kind of want people to be reminded of that. I mean, you know, we've been given this, um, we're lucky to live in this time. I think in terms of photography, um, we're in probably the, the, probably the best time to be a photographer or to be interested in photography cameras. You know, what, what you were just saying right there, I just want to interject sure. as, as soon as you were describing that, I bet a lot of people listening are having the same experience is you're, th we're thinking about what is an image that was taken with an old phone or an old camera that you have this emotional attraction to them. And a friend of mine bought one of the very first digital cameras. And I think it, it was like a 1.5 megapixel camera, something like that. And he took a picture of my mother at her 80th birthday with her sister. And my mother's wearing this pink feather boa that my son <laughs> got her. He was four and he thought it was a, a fantastic. And it is this spectacular memory of that birthday. I do remember the camera though. What kind was it? But at the same... Oh, what were the ones that they were, they were, I want to say it was a Nikon, but it, it rotated 90 degrees well, the, halfway it was through a cool it. Picks. I had one of those. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The lens was and, on one and, side and you had the screen on the other. Yeah. And, and you and, rotated the two pieces 90 degrees to each other. Yep, yeah. I yep. don't know if it was the ni 900, I want to say. Anyway, I, so, but I do remember the camera, but I mostly remember the moment mm -hmm. and, and capturing the two of them together and, it, you know, once a lifetime opportunity. It's kind of funny, as you just said that, I remembered my first, I still have it too, my first digital camera. I was looking around to see if it was within arm reach, but it's not. Uh, it's a Casio camera, which it still works. It uses two AA batteries. The screen is about the size of your thumbnail, literally. And it's like three frames a second that it takes pictures. But um, what I did was... I remember taking pictures of uh, friends at work and because they printed up so small, what I did was I made, <laughs> I found this print someplace too. I, I made a collage, not a collage, like sort of a grid of pictures. And I found this print, I think in my archive. And again, I wasn't thinking, this was like, you know, 
320 by 200 resolution. I think these, this, this camera was hmm, wow. most likely. And again, it didn't occur to me that this was, and again, it was one of the first digital cameras, this Casio, I think it was like $900 Casio thing at the time. But anyway, I didn't, I, you know, I was actually surprised that I still had this print, but I was thinking, oh, that was such a cool time when I did this. And my friend said, oh, why don't you just collage them together? She gave me the idea to collage the pictures together in sort of a grid. And so make like a, um, you know, it wasn't one giant print. It was a whole bunch. It was like a series of 20, like a contact print. And, and again, my memory is triggered by that, not by using, you know, this low resolution first generation uh, camera that, uh, was very expensive and and uh, now has no point anymore. <laughs> so you can still use it, but I was just thinking about that print that was that that uh, those early pictures. And I still have I I had the camera that you were talking about. And I also had a camera that was um, also similar to that from uh, from Agfa. Agfa made a a digital camera like that with the bendy lens. Actually, that bendy lens screen thing was was kind of popular, and I had taken it uh, with me uh, to Italy. Um, oh wow! Yeah, with uh, my wife and my best friend Gene and his wife Carol, and then two other people, and then their kids. And so it was. I was also again digging up those pictures because um, there's shots of my wife in it, and I was like, oh, well, that was when we were in Italy, and they're so they're so low res, and it doesn't matter. It was like none of that mattered. No, nothing mattered other than like for me. I mean, like I'm obviously biased because I'm trying to find these pictures of my wife, and so I don't care what they were shot on. And, you know, I keep thinking that, um, you know, every year we're coming out with this, like with a new phone, right? With our new phone camera, a new iPhone, and the cameras are getting better and better. And like, I, I keep wondering if we're, we're somehow still seeking the perfect camera. Like every year something comes out and it's like, oh, well, it's got two more megapixels and it's got this feature and it's got that feature. And it, like, are are we in search of this perfect camera, which is not there? It doesn't exist. There isn't this perfect camera because what exists. Do you think that perfect camera is getting something that sees the world exactly as I see it? No, because I don't think that's for? what I don't think that's what photography is. Photography isn't about looking at the nope. world the way you see it in my opinion in my opinion. Because I always wonder be. whether that's what we think it is that when we, when we don't have the perfect camera, it's because it hasn't yet captured what I think it, what I felt when I saw it. I, mm, oh, well, let me, let me take it a direction on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the reason I'm thinking about it is when, um, Apple first added portrait mode to the, to the iPhone, it changed the way I felt when I looked at photos. When I see a really good, and I know portrait mode versus, you know, a nice bokeh with an expensive camera, it's not a contest. But when I see that that kind of photo with a shallow depth of field and the, and the subject in crisp focus, it evokes an emotion in me that's not there when it's all in the same plane of focus. Mm -hmm. And it feels more like it's alive. It, it, it brings the human, if it's a person, you know, or even a dog, uh, sometimes a cat. Uh, but, you know, it brings them into focus for me. It brings the emotion back to me more than a flat, a flat uh, depth of field. Does that make any sense? It does. And I want to point out, isn't it interesting that that's not how we see the world? We see the world with sort of infinite depth of field. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good right? point. So you don't see, the, and yet to me, it's more real with separation from the environment. What you do is you separate the person in your like. If you're looking at a person, your focus emotionally is on that person. And so the photograph is, I think, in that case, with the portrait mode, is is tapping into that. But that's not how you see the world. The you know, the, oh, good point. Okay, you've disproven my my entire <laughs> hypothesis with that. Yeah. I think well, you're no, right. not really. I, I think I think it works. I just think we're we're you know, there's the literal and there's the figurative about about photography. I mean, I mean, I always think that the cameras do not. There's no camera that can capture the way we see the world, and we all see the world differently. You know, I see. Mm -hmm sunsets differently than you see sunsets. And I don't mean that like, cause we're in different locations, but we experience it um, uh, differently through our eyes. And then we also try to then find the camera or the device that bests, like you just said with portrait mode, evokes the emotions that we had when we see the pictures again. Um, but, but there's, there's that, but then there's this technical perfection 
that everybody is oh, right. trying to get to, or at least what I assume, because a they got to make money, and I'm fine with this. I'm not judging it. You know, it's like every year something new comes out, and we have to sell this camera, and we have to people get excited about it, just like I do, and watch a million YouTube videos and say, oh, that's why I want to buy it, and I buy it because it does these things. Um, but I always wonder if if we're if if we the big we seeking this perfection that the, well, it will never happen. We will never have the perfect camera. We will only have what is meaningful to us and what serves our purposes. So if portrait mode for you helps you feel the picture, which I agree. And I want to actually take a moment to say when the portrait mode first came out, I poo-pooed it very much. So, because I was very much comparing it to what a real, what I call it, call a real camera does. And now I can't, say anything bad about it at all i think it's a great part of the camera so so just want to sort of publicly take that back you know that i that uh that uh it was um and it was exactly from what you're saying it 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 creates this separation physically in the image um but it then evokes the emotion because you're in a sense focusing on whatever it is you were focused on when you were taking the picture and that's again sort of in a way proving my point the, the the idea with the photograph is to is to at least in in the respect of the pictures that we're talking about is to tap into that that's that's what's important to us and that's what makes it um makes these devices very important uh to to um uh for us to record these memories and, and have that feeling again you know the the camera is utilitarian it can be used for four thousand different things which is great because you're you know, when you walked around with a 35 millimeter camera with film, you certainly weren't taking pictures of your meals and your flat tire. And, you know, those were better days, right. <laughs> in my opinion. I hate food pictures. Yeah. But, but now, you know, we've opened that up to all sorts of things. And before picture taking was only about photograph, photography, taking pictures, only you didn't do it for all these other things. And, and maybe if you did bring it, you know, a film camera to a family event, yes, it was to capture, you know, um, uh, memories and, and whatnot, but then the camera will go sit in the shelf for a while until the next family event. And that's all it was used for. Um, but now it's used for so many different things, including that, that, uh, that memory that we, uh, we cherish so much. So, um, I think, I think, I think it's very important and, you know, I, sorry to keep going about this, but I, I do want to say that I'm like incre incredibly grateful to this. I, I sort of forget that some people have spent a lot of time and energy devoting their, um, uh, their skills to build these devices for us and to give us this mm. ability to uh, be able to record memories in a way that, you know, I wasn't able to do when I was growing up and, and missed all those opportunities. And now I have access to it. So, you know, I think it's a miracle. These things work at all, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's like, it's very easy. It's, that's another thing. It's, it's very easy. I think to forget that, to forget that, uh, that that we've been sort of given this thing, this technology, and and that's the case for sort of you know a lot of things. I'm just talking about cameras now, but the, but there's a lot of other um, things that we've we've uh, we're, we're gaining the benefits from. But but for me right now, I'm focused on memories uh, a lot, and and the, uh, a phone camera, a phone's iPhone is is what's doing that for me. So yeah, sorry. You know when you when you talk about the um, the memories, and especially of your wife uh, because she's gone. I think about the people that I didn't photograph. Uh, I have so few photographs of my father. There's a lot of photographs of my mother, and we have video. Uh, but my, I remember looking at a video that was on his birthday, and he walks into the frame and then goes, oh, sorry, and backs up. <laughs> and it's not like he didn't want to be recorded. It's, it was just like he thought he was interrupting in some way. And so I have just these tiny little clips where I can hear his voice and I can see him talk. And, and I'm really sad that I didn't turn the camera towards him more often. And, and I think it, it's easy to forget um, the people who are always there. After I, I read what you wanted to talk about, I realized I don't take very many pictures of Steve mm. because he's always there. Right. 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 It, when, when, my, when my daughter shows up, my son shows up, the grandkids show up, when we go see his parents, I'm always taking pictures of those people because they're not always there. But I don't have that many photos unless, you know, we do a, you know, very uh, stilted family photo, you know, here we are all together photo. I, I don't just 
take pictures of him doing everyday things. And I'm going to start following him around going, here's Steve making eggs. <laughs> well, actually, I think that's part of what Hugh Brownstone was was tapping into a little bit too, uh, was was that idea that we, we, we those people who were with all the time or animals were with all the time, we don't think about that. And when they are gone or we're gone or we're separated when we don't have that anymore, how much those those little moments uh, are, how much meaning they have. And I'm, my wife, Elizabeth, she didn't want me to take her picture all the time. I always asked that. I was most times I, I would ask her, although if she was asleep on the couch with the cat, I would sneak a picture of her or something like that, but she didn't <laughs> want to be photographed. And uh, she would always want to see the picture. And I would say, okay, well, I'm not going to share this one. This is just for me and whatnot. And she would be okay. That's mm-hmm. fine. Uh, but yes, I didn't cap. There were so many different occasions where I could have captured her and uh, I have to just rely on my own memory for those. And rather than looking at a photograph, but it's this thing that we can do now. Now, of course that means, you know, everybody who's listening to the show is going to go out and suddenly start, you know, um, annoying their significant other and family by (laughs) snapping pictures every, you know, second of the day. And I just, everybody just say, blame Antonio. It's not my fault. Blame Antonio. I I do want to, um, and I won't mention names, but there's someone I know, uh, I would say in my family and, um, who, who only seems to experience events through the camera and, Mm -hmm. um, to go back into my past a little bit, I, I used to be a stock photographer, uh, doing, uh, for stock, a commercial stock photography. And I would go on trips with uh, my ex-wife a lot. We would go to Europe, not a lot, but we would just occasionally go there. And I, I found myself, uh, you know, I would photograph my, I would take pictures, you know, go to Germany or something like that. I was taking pictures and pictures, take pictures. And I was submitting those pictures for stock. I was thinking, oh, these are great. I was, my, my mindset for photography was different. And then um, I, I would get back from the trip and I realized my entire memory of the trip was through the viewfinder of the camera. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like I would look at a photograph and I'm like, oh, that's correct. That was exactly what I saw on that day at that moment. But I failed to sort of see the, I would say, the quote it, it had that box around it. <laughs> right. I, I was looking at the world through a frame, through a telephoto or a wide angle, which is not also the way you see the world uh, naturally. And, uh, that's my memory of the trip. Now, not every memory was like that, but I realized the vast majority of it. And then I think about this family member who at events is very consumed with recording the event and is then not experiencing the event, um, personally, it's always through the, 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 the filter of a a camera screen. I want to add on that. Um, another thing that, that is in that same vein is that, I think with social media, we get into the mind frame of this is something that will be fun to share. And so, and I I give Steve a lot of uh, garbage for this and he thinks it's funny (laughs) that I keep giving him uh, a hard time for it. But we were looking at some beautiful sunset and he said, oh yeah, that's a great shot. Right. And I I, I had to say, it's not a great shot. It's a great great sunset. sunset. You could take a shot of it that may or may not be great. But it's a great sunset is what it is. It is it's it's something cool. And I um I gave up Facebook and Instagram and, and WhatsApp after the uh Francis Haugen papers revealed in undeniable ink what they what they've been doing to us. And um I found that I'm now taking pictures for me and maybe to share with my immediate family, but I'm no longer taking pictures because it would be good on Facebook. Because I I started realizing as I was running on the beach, I'd see something, and the first thing I'd think about was, well, how would I caption this? Not, why did I want to take a photograph in the first place? The whole purpose was to share the photo and get some sort of, you know, count. I was obsessed with the count of number of likes. In fact, Mm -hmm. I I gave, my daughter gave me a really hard time because I, I started trying to come up with a, a mathematical model of how to get the most likes. And it was like, you know, uh, babies are good. Old people are good. Old people with babies. So if I'm holding a baby, I get I get more likes than if it's just me or just the baby. You throw a dog in the mix, man, you're gold. You know, and mm-hmm. I was coming. And, but that's all I was thinking about. I wasn't thinking about, wow, it's really fun to hold my grandchild. It was, hey, this would make a nice picture and I, a, a nice post. And here's how it would caption it about the bubble the baby's blowing or something. And, and, and I was missing living it like what you you were describing uh, on your trip to Germany. Yeah. And actually related to that, um, even going back to my mindset of being a stock photographer, I would also look at the world as like, how, how 
um, I would look at the picture or look at the scene and say, what's the best way to frame this so I could sell it? Right. Mm. Cause stock photography is about selling the pictures. And so, um, in that same respect, I would look at things and say, okay, well, how can I make money from that scene or how can I do that? And, and yes, I still relate to that in terms of, you know, Instagram, I like, or actually I recently got, well, recently it was in April. I got my Instagram account got hacked. Um, I heard that from Bart. Yeah. Yeah. It got hacked. Did you ever get it back? No. And, and the quick story about that was some guy in Nigeria hacked it. And my brother, who's a tech wizard guy, um, actually FaceTimed this guy. And so I have a picture of the guy who, who actually hacked oh the thing. Oh my gosh. And my brother is trying to, was trying to offer him money. Uh, and the, the guy would ignore him and wouldn't take. And, and, and face, uh, FaceTime, FaceTime, sorry, Facebook and Instagram. I've tried, I've watched a million videos and tried all the things that you try to do to get back. I've even reached out to people from the outside world and said, do you know anybody at Facebook who can, who can do and like nothing's happened. And so I'm like, well, to hell with, to hell with Instagram. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it anymore. I spent a lot of time growing it. It wasn't giant, but it was, it was worth the time, but I'm like, I'm but for photographers, it. that's an important platform. Well, it it is in some sense. I think there are other platforms, uh, that one can use, uh, Instagram becomes something where if you're trying to get a job, uh, sometimes they'll look at you now and see if you've got, you know, you know, 40,000 followers. And if you don't, then mm -hmm. they won't hire you. And I'm like, well, that's not the world I want to get involved with either. I mean, if I'm just looking to yeah, share, yeah. if I'm looking to share pictures right now, I'm, I started working on, uh, I've gone back to Vero, which a lot of people seem to have been gravitating towards V-E-R-O, uh, which is, you know, pre-Instagram craziness. It's like Instagram, but, you know, for photographers, again, it's about photography and presenting photography well. And it's like, well, if I'm going to share pictures, I share them on my Facebook page or, you know, to my friends and, uh, or I'll go on Vero, but I'm like, actually, do I really, how much do I care about sharing pictures? How much do I, what is the, you know, what is my goal with my photography and, and, uh, what, you know, carrying, you know, taking pictures every day with my phone, um, is that forwarding my goal to, you know, to be a photographer? I, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still, I don't have answers for these questions yet. I'm still sort of figuring stuff out. But I got that, you know, sense of the dopamine hit, you know, when someone would like my pictures and yeah, you know, start thinking in a certain way, like, oh, if I processed my pictures this way, or if I done, you know, this kind of image, you know, a juxtaposition on a street photography thing that, that gets people, you know, uh, uh, to begin to get excited and stuff like that. But if I take a picture that's very similar to, and I come up with a photographer in my mind, but like, if I, uh, like a Walker Evans style photograph, if I do something like that, which I personally prefer, um, I, I don't know who that is. Walker Evans is a photographer from the, uh, uh, around the, uh, uh depression time. And, uh, okay. he, uh, was one of the photographers that went and photographed, um, this group of photographers who were hired by the government to go and photograph what it meant to be during the depression. And he also became, mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, He's a sort of, I would say a fine art photographer. It's not the right word, but, but his, his work is more documentary style and whatnot. And he, and he, he did this series of photographs uh, down in the South of um, old uh, churches. And he also photographed uh, sort of a uh, series of shots of, of old style Greek, uh, sort of Greek revival architecture. And so that's one of the styles of pictures he, he he's taken. He's a, he's done people as well. But anyway, the architecture pictures I sort of resonate with, and so I go and do similar shots. I sort of walk in Walker's Evans shoes, and do these sort of architectural sh kind of shots. And if I put those on Instagram, you know, ten people will say, "Hey, great," you know. <laughs> and it, it, it I was like, "Well, yeah, but that's a I think that's a really good photograph." And never got the attention. So it was always working the opposite. It was the the picture I thought was maybe not the best would suddenly get you know. A lot of people enjoying it and i was like okay so just like you it's like well i'm now thinking of things the photographs so that they look you know good on instagram or they get some sort of and i'm like well where is that getting me that's not getting me anywhere <laughs> uh and there's all these tools now on a phone to be able to do that i mean to be able to make the picture look you know uh just the the processing in the phone uh, an iphone right now generates an image that looks you know kind of more saturated and more colorful and the skin tones are more appealing and whatnot and it's sort of built in there um to to make that happen because that's how we're sharing pictures and so i'm again i'm not judging it i'm just noticing that's what that's what's going on you know i'm i'm still 
photographing pictures on my phone and I'm still sharing them on, you know, Facebook with friends. And I still like when people say, Hey, that's a great picture. You know, I still get that, you know, that pat on the back kind of thing, but uh, yeah, sort of move train of thought here, different, different direction. But um, I wanted to, I really wanted to, to, um, I mean, I don't know if I want to sort of go into what I'm thinking about the phone these days in terms of sure, the quality, sure. because actually I watched this video last night. I'm, I'm, I'm addicted to YouTube at night. I, usually at night I'll watch a show <laughs> and then after the show's done, I'll watch YouTube and I'll probably fall asleep watching YouTube. I'll watch like, like half a dozen YouTube videos. And I, I did watch this one guy. I did. I was, I've been actually looking for iPhone, um, videos to 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 see if anybody is picking up on what i originally talked to you about is that is it only about the specs and is this and that and i did find one guy who was in my department he was like don't listen to photographers about the iphone you know it, it, um it's not going to replace your big cameras your big cameras are going to still be useful other things but your iphone is going to have a certain use and you're going to enjoy it for that and it was kind of like what i was thinking about uh um in the sense of the phone just being the conduit to take these images, but as a device, as a thing, I think it, it I think the iPhone camera has been sort of in a professional uh, um, space for a little while now. I mean, I've, I've taken a lot of pictures that I think compete with some of my larger cameras. Um, but I, this phone, particularly if they don't make another iPhone after this one, I'd be happy. I think, <laughs> I think they've reached the the sort of like I don't know like I was like I don't know what more perfection they could add to this, frankly, without it falling apart, like without without it turning into you know I'm picking up like my my Fuji um, X what is this one, the XH2. This is a brand new camera that came out. It's never going to be this, right? And I don't think they ever want it to be this. It 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 it, it would sort of defeat the purpose if it turned into some giant. DSLR style thing with all this other stuff on it because then you wouldn't carry it around. You wouldn't use it all the time as, as a package deal. I can't see them getting any better than this at all. Um, Except a telephoto. I don't really care about that. I don't care about that. That might be the kind of things you take pictures of. And I think everybody's different in that. The reason I carry my big girl camera still, my big girl camera is a quarter the size of your big boy camera there. (laughs) Uh, But the reason I do carry it from time to time is to get that big zoom. When we were in Iceland, we were looking at puffin on the side of a cliff and I got these great close-ups of the the puffin that I could have never gotten with my iPhone. And that is the only thing missing to me. I, I agree that it's missing, but I don't think I would want one on this camera. I don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, for the telephoto that I want, it would not fit on this. It could not fit on this. It wouldn't work. Uh, well, they've got the periscope cameras. They can go sideways. They, they could go they, sideways. They do, lens, it, they do lens folding. It doesn't stick out. It'll be interesting to see what that is. But I, I also think there's, there's issues with telephoto when you have something very small in your hands, the issues of, mm-hmm. um, Shake and everything. shake in general because actually the further out you go, the more the, the the more you have to hold the camera steady and whether or not the image stabilization would actually work properly on that, I don't know. I mean, of course, it gives them something to work towards, and I look forward to the days that they if they do solve that problem. And a little extra telephoto would be fine if I, if I didn't have to use portrait mode to get that kind of look because that's naturally what right. you would get in a telephoto is a, a background that's out of focus. That would be fine. Again, I think that's an iteration, it's very small iteration increase in 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 capabilities. Like at this point, okay, right, like, right. At this point, if I'm going telephoto, I mean, this is not even one of my biggest telephoto lenses. This is a uh, this is an eighteen to one twenty. I mean, I've got a one fifty to six hundred that I use uh, for photographing birds. There's no way that that kind of lens or that kind of reach would ever fit on a camera like this. I don't think. But I'm, so you're I, okay with that being a separate thing. I'm fine with it being a separate thing. I think, I think, it, you know, there, there's never been a time and you and I, you know, we're probably from the same similar generation. We never necessarily walked around with a camera all our lives or all every day. And now we do, we have this, we have this thing that's, that's pretty amazing. But as, as far as to go, to go back to some of the things that it does, you know, the fact that newest one has got this uh, pro resolution, this pro raw uh, 48 megapixel resolution, which is, this camera, the the big boy camera, like you just called it, that I picked up is a, is a 40 megapixel camera, 40 megapixels larger sensor. So technically the iPhone has got more megapixels than this very expensive uh, mirrorless uh, Fuji camera. And um, and so I'm like, I'm pretty, 
I'm pretty impressed by that as a number, but I've done a few tests. Um, and maybe my tests are really like photographing things I like and then saying, oh, well, you know, let me see what it looks like in RAW and, and checking it out. Not going too crazy with the pixel peeping because at that point, you know, a lot of things break down. But just like, okay, how does it look like on the screen? And could I print that if I wanted to print it? And I am I am kind of blown away by this. Like, I don't think that, uh, I don't know how much better they can make this. I mean, they can do some improvements on it, but I, I am... I, they- I have been impressed with the uh, with the raw in a very specific way. Um, I'm not an accomplished photographer, and I'm not very good at the at the tools to work with raw photos. I have gone through periods where I have successfully beat it into submission and done something, but I'm I'm not great at that. With the uh, with the iPhones combination of Apple Pro Raws or Apple Pro Raw photos. But then they process it for you. They do most of the processing for you. The the raw photos at 48 megapixels are stunning. Yes. Just pictures I've taken of flowers. They're bringing out reds that I've never seen before. You know, red, I think, is the hardest color to photograph. It always gets flattened out. It gets peaks and everything. And so the... I'm still ending up with a JPEG I want to look at, but it's been processed by them, but it started with raw. And it's that that has been a sweet spot to come out with really, really nice photos. Now they are punchy. You're right. They're they're very vibrant photos, but I I love them. Yeah. Well, if they're too vibrant, you can always bring it down a little bit. And I was remembering what you were uh you and Bart were talking. I was at um a recent episode you were on Bart's show and he was talking about um how Apple does that, it gives you the raw that's a little bit processed by them, but if you use a third-party app they're just saying okay well you figure it out you know here's here's the raw oh, and they data look horrible and they look horrible just flat I've, yeah. photog- I've i've actually uh lightroom as an application on the iphone has got probably one of the best cameras that connects to the iphone uh i've noticed um and it when it uses its version of raw or it taps into apple's raw the pictures look terrible and actually i was first judging these these new iphone pictures by using that raw rather than using Apple's raw, which they're giving you partially oh. cooked, you know, they're, it's sort of like the, the blue apron of, uh, of <laughs> you know, the blue apron, uh, service. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's a perfect description. Yeah, so they, they give so you the they've already got all the vegetables and, chopped, and up chopped up for you. Yeah, you just throw them. Yeah. You still have to do a little work on it, but everything's portioned out for you and you got the recipe. But you can decide whether you want to cut back on the salt, for example. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You can do yeah. whatever you, yeah, that's perfect. So the blue apron, that's a great, <laughs> great analogy. I love that. Um, I've noticed that too. And I actually noticed there's a little bit of a workflow issue to try to get a picture from Apple using part of its, um, uh, processing into another application. It was, I had to jump through some hoops, but to, like you said, I've, I was looking at black and white images and black and white tend to, especially when you get into shadows can tend to block up or become pixelated or noisy, but uh, the gradations aren't so smooth and you've got a lot less to choose from in black and white, there's a lot less tones than say, you know, like a blue sky or something like that, where you have a lot more colors to choose from. Black and white is always trickier, I think, with raw files. And again, if I did I did my Walker Evans shoes. I walk around my neighborhood and there's some really old houses. Um, and if you want, I'll, I'll share these images with you so you can see they're not spectacular, but I like them. Um, old houses from the turn of the century. And so I photographed them with the Apple Raw and then brought them, once I figured out the, the workflow to bring them into Lightroom to, to finish them up and turn them into black and white. I was like, I was amazed by it. I was like, this is really good. I don't know if I'll ever need a 48 megapixel file from my phone to, for anything. I don't know, but the fact that it's there and I can tap into it if I want, and it's also helping to create in its normal way by creating 12 megapixel files, much, much better pictures. And so that was sort of that, like to, you know, Go back to the, what we were talking about initially. That's sort of that balance I have to deal with. It's like, well, yes, I love the technical, and I love that it's they're getting better, and they're, they're they are reaching this sort of peak quality thing. And yet, you know, I, I still use it. Like, I want to capture pictures of my family or my friends, and like, how many megapixels do I need to do that? And you know, if the reds are a little off or the gradation is not quite as smooth, like who cares? I mean, ultimately it doesn't like that stuff doesn't matter to the important things. Um, so it's this weird sort of uh by you know, two-sided world here with these with these uh, phones. But I, I think they've done a great job. I don't use it for video, and I know the iPhone, I mean I've used video on it, but I don't I know there are people who've used it for video and people have shot films with it, and but that goes all the way back to like the iPhone 4. I think for some reason, um, video, but I, I've actually, 
maybe I have a second to talk about this. I hope I can, but to, to go back to my portrait mode story, I mean, again, like, you know, I'm going to eat crow about that <laughs> <laughs> because I, I actually, and not just because it's gotten better. Well, it's gotten better. And, and, you know, I, I there's the technical problems with it, you know, like the flyaway hairs and stuff like that. And, you know, but again, you know, actually to go back to what you were talking about, if you don't look at it that closely, if you don't pixel peep, if you got a photograph of your your grandchild or your sister and and so the hair gets a little mm, by the, you know, uh, cut off by the portrait mode because it it is not catching it. Ultimately, you don't really care about that. Right. Because you said it's bringing up the emotion. It's bringing up how I felt about that person and yes, you're separating them from the background and like and you, you don't say, oh, but, you know, I mean, if you were a magazine editor, you say, yeah, I couldn't put that on the cover because of what's going on here. It's weird. And it's like, fine. But, you know, would you print that picture and, you know, put it on your mantle? Of course you would. You wouldn't care about those little flaws and stuff like that. And it's kind of what I wasn't thinking about when I first, I was actually coming from a, from a technical point of view and a, a photo snob, let's say, and saying, well, that's not reality. That's you know, it's uh, trickery and it's fake and it's, you know, and I had a lot of a, a strong bias against it. Um, flash forward, you know, seven iPhones, right? I think it was, uh, was the iPhone seven or eight that first had it. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it needed some work, but like, let's say seven iPhones into the future, maybe six iPhones. I started using that, that uh, portrait mode for like a specific project that I was doing. And I actually, I like sometimes when it, when it messes up because now it introduces a bit of randomness to the project I'm working on, or that I've, I think I finished it that um, digital photography doesn't always offer, you know? Oh, interesting. When you used to use film, you used to get like weird developing issues sometimes. And that would be kind of fun. The mere <laughs> fact that, that this, that this portrait mode doesn't always work perfectly I'm actually photographing, I'll, I'll say what the project is. I'm photographing trees at a local cemetery, which is a, which is a landmark cemetery uh, of the United States called Greenwood Cemetery. And um, I'm thinking about calling this project the Pillars of Greenwood because I'm just photographing the tree trunks, sort of like from, oh, the, okay. from the roots to where the leaves start, just that, just that pillar column part of it. And I use the um, portrait mode specifically for that. I use an app actually that it's portrait mode on steroids called Focos, F-O-C-O-S. Oh, yeah. I reviewed that 100 years ago where you can actually change the the depth of field. Yes. Yeah. I can put, you can tap to where it's like that light field camera where you can choose your, your point of focus afterwards. Um, it's I, Because Apple is storing all of that depth data. You can access it and you can change the depth of field and where the front of the focal plane comes. Yep. So if you take a picture of your dog and, and the eyes are in focus, but the nose is not, you can pull it out. And get both into focus, that right. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I forgot all about focus. Yeah. I got to put that back on my phone. Focus is, I mean, I think you, in order to get the best effects, you have to pay for it. And I don't know what the pay is, but I was like, I when I when I saw it and it was working, I paid. I was like, here you go, here's my money, you know. Yeah, and take my money. Take my, but when I'm photographing these trees, it will, especially when the leaves are sort of at different depths. And this is with the iPhone 13. I actually haven't done anything with the 14, so I don't know if it's changed what. But with the 13 uh, Pro Max, is what I'm using it kind of like messed up. And I thought that was actually kind of cool because it did something random that I wasn't expecting. And I was like, how often hmm. do you have that from, you know, we always expect perfection from a, a, a phone or a digital photography. Something. And how often do you get things that are just sort of, well, because the technology is weird and because of the things I was complaining about initially with my photo snobbery and saying, you know, it's not focusing it's doing, uh, you know, behind the scenes tricks. How often does that come in and say, oh, wow, this is really cool. This is giving me something. And so, uh, so I used it as a, an effect and I, I, you know, I, I actually would never want the app to go away and I would never want the portrait mode to go away because I use it for so many different things now. And, and, um, even with its little imperfections, I think Quirks. it's, yeah, I think it's, it, it's worthwhile. So, um, so yeah, I've, that, I've got this project really says something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have to print this project. I have to, but I think the pictures are really nice. Uh, they're actually all black and white pictures. And if you want, I'll share. I'll find a couple and share those with you as well. Yeah, give us as many links as you can. That, yeah, that would be really fun. Yeah, but it's all done on the phone. I mean, it's all. And I, 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 I hate saying phone. Yeah, I don't know what else to call it. I think we don't have any words for this device because it's you know. But yeah. um, slab of glass. <laughs> the yeah, the monolith or or whatever. 
you know, uh, one of the things I've been thinking about from a from a technical perspective, I, I still have my iPhone 13 Pro that I'm giving to my daughter, and I've got uh, my iPhone 14 Pro, so I've taken them out together, and I've taken a whole slew of pictures. And one day I took 64 shots, all, uh, you know, here they both are at 0.5x, 1x, and 3x, since the iPhone 13 Pro doesn't have 2x. And I took all these different pictures, and I would tell you that, to my eye, 80% of my couldn't tell you which phone took the, the photo. The 20% that I can tell the difference, the iPhone 14 Pro does win in my eye, but it's usually the raw photos that that are really grabbing me. Now, what I didn't do, which is stupid, is I didn't put the, the two cameras together and take raw on both because the 13 Pro can as well. Um, but um, it's not that big of an upgrade. So I think they, I think they may have slid to that almost perfection spot and, and it's pretty amazing at the 13. And I, I would agree with that. And, um, I, I, I never did, I've never done a comparison before. Cause I always, I'm in that trade in, um, mm-hmm. uh, sort of, the, what is it? Not trade in, um, upgrade, yeah. the upgrade path. Oh, the upgrade program. Oh, okay, so I right. never have the, two, I rarely have the two phones together at the same time. <laughs> okay. I get the new one and I got to send the old one back. And so I don't, I don't really get a moment to actually test it. But, um, uh, I, I think I would agree with that. There, the again, that curve, right? The curve for um, uh, perfection, uh, at least with a mm-hmm. with an iPhone, I think is beginning to flatten out. Or it, it, we won't. I don't think we'll have this giant, you know, uh, steep leap uh, again. Leap again. We might do little incremental things. And and like I get it because I get a new camera, uh, phone, a phone camera, iPhone every year because I'm on that upgrade path. Uh, I don't I don't hold on to it. I, I should probably stop. I should probably just like take a break and not upgrade because I don't, I don't really need to. Uh, and maybe I, you know, I was thinking about that with this, with this iPhone, with the 14, like I was like, well, do I really need, when is the, it done? Yeah. Right. When the 15 comes out, what, what more am I going to get? Are you going to give me some, you know, I, I got raw fine. I got 48 megapixels. Fine. I've got, I'm okay with the telephoto or at least the, that reach fine. I use my legs to zoom. Right. Uh, do I like the quality of the pictures? Yeah. Very good. I, Got my apps on it, you know. I got the one. What terab- else could you do with fifteen hundred dollars? Or yeah. oh, you got a one terabyte? Yeah, you I got could the buy one terabyte. Could- well, that was the one thing I was like, yeah, you know, like I, I, I had the five twelve, and I was like, I was near maxed on that. I was like, what do I got on here? Most of it's photographs. Uh, the vast, vast majority of my space is taken up by photographs. And you know, someone say, well, why don't you take them off? And I go, well, I have been taking them off. In fact, today I was looking at, I use Dropbox. Um, for also backing up my pictures, I like to have multiple backups and and mm-hmm. Dropbox um, really just does a dump of pictures. It's not like iPhoto, uh, uh, not iPhoto, iPhone photo, photo library, photo library. Yeah, so you're not in sync necessarily because if you delete something on one thing, it deletes it someplace else. Mm-hmm. Dropbox just does a dump, right? So I'm I'm like I'm always dumping new pictures on there. And I looked at my my Dropbox photo library and I was well over a hundred and forty thousand images. Uh, mm-hmm. and that, and that's a dump. And then I, I delete pictures occasionally. And I was like, oh, I, I don't need these shots of this food or this blown out tire or something like that. Uh, but I don't dump enough. So I, again, five, I think it was, I had 400 so gigabytes. So you, you don't of use iCloud photo library then? I do. I use that as well. Oh, you do? Yeah. yeah that's I use, interesting. You were able to fill that. My, my photo library is 90,000 photos. It's over, it's like 930 gig on disk. And I'm easily fitting in 512. I've got about a hundred gig free. Yeah, I was, I was at, uh, I was close enough that it was. I think it was like four. My my total storage on the iPhone 13 was like 460 on a 512 oh, wow. on a 512. Yeah, that's, I just, that's too close for comfort. It is. I was, I was like, all right. So that would be like you know if they came out with a two terabyte model. But of course, like you know, once you get more <laughs> space, you take more space. Once you get more things, you take more space. Right. So if I got a two terabyte model. If they ever come out with one, I would probably, you know, fill it up with stuff, and I probably shouldn't do that. Because and I think it, I and I think iCloud Photo Library expands to it, it stretches out just it, by itself. This the same photo library in a bigger. Uh, actually, it would be interesting if you'd kept track of it to look at how big is your library on the new phone versus the old one. Would have been interesting that if you bought a terabyte now and it was five twelve before, I bet the same library is much bigger than it was. Ah, hmm. I might have taken some screenshots. I'll have to look at that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, if you do, I'd, I'd definitely like to know. But so I'm a, I'm a, I was going to say I'm an accumulator of of images, though. So that's sure. That's my uh, that's my foible. 
Yeah, well, that that's kind of like people give me a hard time when I go on vacation. They say, Allison, you need to uh, unhook from the grid. You need to get rid of all that tech when you go on vacation. It's like, no, that's what I do for fun. I enjoy this. That is, <laughs> that's one of the reasons I go on vacation is I want to play with my cameras, my computers. I'm going to do some coding when I'm sitting on the beach, whatever. That to me is fun. That's what I'm looking for in a, in a, a relaxing time. So um, your photography is what you enjoy. And so... Go for it. Right. I just, I'm, I'm not going to stop taking pictures. And, and people ask me, like when you said, uh, you know, you're reading my credentials at the beginning. I was like, I'm, I'm a photographer by DNA too. I feel like um, I, <laughs> that's what I'm sort of built to do. And I can't stop taking pictures. And and I, I have a lot of respect for other photographers who, who who could talk about their photography in certain ways and and just go at it. And I'm, I'm not at that level, I don't think, but, but I do feel... That I was meant, I say meant, that's not the right word. I just feel comfortable that that's what Destined. my, um, <laughs> yeah, my destiny is to, is to continue to take pictures. And so, do I want to clear off my phone? Nah, not really. You know, I don't, I don't really <laughs> clear out the images. I'll, I'll give me no more apologies. space. Yeah, no apologies. I'll, I'll give me more space. I'll fill it with more pictures. It does make it a little harder to find <laughs> the picture. <laughs> and actually that's where, you know, that's the one thing I'm also grateful for is this machine learning that lets me type in fire hydrant and all of a sudden all the pictures of fire hydrants that I've been shooting come up. And so I am able to find pictures or even like facial recognition where I can out of the... Find the photos of your wife. Yes, right? because it, 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 it sections are off and it says, is this Elizabeth? And I go, yes. And then I can find those pictures. It doesn't find them all, you know, because the pictures are sometimes harder to to see but i am grateful that i can i can do that and so maybe i no longer need to to really categorize my pictures which i'm not very good at anyway you know um, <laughs> i've got None a, of us are. yeah i got a huge lightroom library uh and I, I won't embarrass myself about how many pictures i got and, and I, very vast majority of them are not organized in in the way they probably should be so I'm, I'm sort of like i go back in time to look at my pictures and that's kind of what i do Actually, my, i've got i've got a i have to pull that back i'm gonna uh, undo my no one is alistair jenks he's a beast Oh, he's yeah? got keywords on everything. He does a lot of uh, airplane photography. Oh, right, he's right. Got, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got all these keywords set up, subcategory keywords and stuff. So, okay, Alistair is all the rest of us are not. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's that point where you need to find the pictures. Like if, it, if it's a business or you're just really interested in getting back to, to see the things that you recorded. Yes, it makes sense. I'll do that occasionally. I'll, I'll try to take, you know, uh, some care to put my my iPhone pictures in an album so that I can have access to it later. And, uh, um, but more often than not, I'm just like, pfft, just dumping them all and stuff like that. As but, my mother would always say, do ye all things in moderation. Though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, well, I'm this has been, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, this has been an interesting perspective on photography that, oh. that, uh, like I said, I don't think is, what people expect when they hear someone wants to talk about the new iPhone 14 Pro. And I, I really thank you for opening up to us and sharing how you feel about this, because I think this is a, it's good to just sit back and think about why are we taking these photographs and what do we want to get out of our photography? If we really live and breathe for that pixel peeping, you know, you go girl. Yeah. But there's there's also the perspective of what are you photographing and why and and what do you want to remember about what you were doing at the time? Do you want to remember Germany with a, a, a black frame around everything you see, you see in your mind or do you want to actually experience it? Yeah. And and again, to remember really ultimately what's important. I mean, you know, to go back to the car, it's great to have a nice car. But, you know, if you have a clunker that still works and can get you from New York to New Jersey for that family vacation, then that's the purpose it serves, and that's the that that's its goal. And 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 um, just just remember what's at the end, right? What's at the what the at the destination is, you know. So the same thing with photography; it doesn't it doesn't matter how many megapixels you have or what kind of lenses you have. And I mean, ultimately, whatever feels good for you. But is what are you going to do with it, and how are you going to remember it? And um, I think ultimately that's important. So, and, and there's our uh, yeah. There's our sirens. It wouldn't be New York oh. if it wouldn't. I don't know if you could hear them. No, it actually hasn't come through. We've gotten lucky. Well, thank you for this. Uh, Antonio, why don't you tell people where they can find your work? Not uh, on Instagram. Not on Instagram. So don't, you can, you can, my account is still on Instagram. So you can find me on Instagram. Just don't, uh, don't follow me because you'll get hacked. Uh, I'm on Vero now, V-E-R-O at A-M Rosario. So that's where I'm posting my pictures now as well. And uh, my website is uh, amrosario.com. I'm mostly now kind of into doing my photography podcasts, which um, I do with my friend Ward Rawson. 
uh, and uh, he's actually coming to town next week. But uh, and we'll, I think we'll do a might do a live podcast. But my the the show is called Street Shots Photography Podcast, and you can find it at streetshots.photography. So that's uh, that's cool. the website. And probably in our podcatchers of choice. All the podcatchers of course of choice, yes, and Apple, iTunes and Google and uh iHeartRadio and stuff like that. So yeah, you can find it there. So yeah, I would uh, please 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 listen to my podcast. I'm I'm very much into that actually uh as well. Very cool. Thanks again for coming on the show. Appreciate talking to you and it's uh, nice to catch up after a long time. Yeah, and thanks for having me. I really appreciate this this time to spend with you talking about something that I really uh find uh fascinating, interesting, and fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. Did you notice there weren't any ads in the show? That's because this show is not ad-supported. It's supported by you. If you learned something, or maybe you were just entertained, consider contributing to the Podfeet podcast. You can do that by going over to podfeet.com and look for the big red button that says support the show. When you click that button, you're going to find different ways to contribute. If you like to do a one-time donation, you can click the PayPal button. If you want to make a recurring contribution, click the weekly Patreon button. Or another way to contribute is to record a listener contribution. It's a great way to help the NoSillaCastaways learn from you. If you want to contact me for any reason, you can email me at allison at podfeet.com and you can follow me on Twitter at podfeet. Maybe you want to talk to other NoSilla castaways. You can do that in our Slack group at podfeet.com slash Slack. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.